Welcome back to another episode of Career Podcasters. Um, actually, I think we need to change it to Career Podcaster now because, you know, I took care of Alex. Tony Soprano style, Goodfellas style. He's gone. He's out. There's nothing we could do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> uh, I'm just playing around. He had work and uh, I set up the studio today to, you know, accommodate for the solo act. So we're going to see how this goes. It's going to be like... Uh, interesting social experiment because I was just telling Alex downstairs like I talk to myself all day every day anyways so this whole conversation with the camera which is weird in and of itself um will be just entirely my thoughts it's probably for the better that I always have someone here with me regulating what I say and what I don't say not regulating not regulating checking I think that's important to have those checks because when you're just spitting to a microphone by yourself all day long, repeating the same things over and over again with no one ever checking you, if you have an audience, that's terrible. I don't think you'll ever get outside of any niche audience that way. And we've seen it create really dangerous things like Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> fucking Rush. And yeah, I don't think that that is a good thing at all to like master the art of talking to yourself. But it's something I still do all day. I grapple with decisions. I converse with myself about things that I need to do, things that I need to like, you know, accomplish, things that just randomly come to my head, which is so often just about life and random shit. Like, I don't even know why. It takes me completely out of focus of what I'm talking about. But it's interesting, the skill of just continuing to talk and not ever shutting the fuck up. Cause like guys like Rush Limbaugh influenced a lot of people that way. But there are a lot of people who do this anyway. There are people who do this in their fucking cars. Like I've done this in my car. I've, I've been crazy. I've talked out loud in my car to myself. I've played the role of other people like in future conversations that I'm gonna try and have. It's kinda, it's kinda funny. Like you just like kinda act it out and you're kinda trying to predict how the social circumstances are gonna be at whatever situation you're on your way to, whether it's work that day or a party or, you know, some sort of event, you know, a family dinner, maybe you're thinking about maybe how some interactions will go. And yeah, I'll, I'll talk them out in the car and try and predict the next person's response and then my response and then the next person's response. And this is all social situations that haven't happened yet. But I, I just think it's fun to do. It's not even out of like paranoia. Like it's not even out of a uh, place where I'm scared of how the conversations are going to go. It's just something that I, it's fun to me. I don't know why, but then there's the other thing where you're actually having a conversation with yourself, which is what I feel like Rush Limbaugh type people, Tim Dillon people, they're really good at doing shit like that, where it's just having a conversation with yourself, building off of it. And that's something I feel like I do every single day, just in my own head. And then of course, sometimes out loud in the car. But I was watching an HBO show called Painting with John. It's with this saxophonist, John Lurie. Lurie, Lurie, L-U-H-R-I-E. Um, he was a jazz saxophonist back in the day. It's really famous apparently when I looked him up, like by today's standards, nothing like 200,000 plays on Spotify or something like that. but. He um, was talking about how difficult it is at first and how strange it is, the skill of getting good at talking to a camera. Like I'm looking at the camera, the first whole part of this, I wasn't able to really make eye contact with the camera because it's a weird thing to do. But people do it all the time. Like we do it with Snapchat messages. Sometimes you're FaceTiming your friends. That's kind of like a version of doing it. TikToks, Vine back in the day, YouTube videos. Like we just talk to cameras. People have been doing it when they anchor the news. You're talking to a camera. And John Lurie was brilliant. He just started talking about how he thinks that it's super dangerous. He says you can't trust a person that's like good at talking to a camera by themselves because it's like sociopathic. Because like I said, like it can be just unfiltered, unadulterated conversation with oneself to the point of never getting checked and just spewing on this rabbit hole of nonsense eventually, but people will listen to it, especially if you sound confident while saying it. 
but that's why I like the painting with John shit. He's just telling stories about his time as a musician um, all throughout the country. I think he was based in New York. I'm not sure, but in the jazz scene in the 80s, maybe late 70s, early 90s. He's got like stories of doing blow with Rick James and Miles Davis in the bathroom stall while he's like doing an abstract painting with lines on it. Like it's brilliant, honestly. He's really, really talented. And I, that would be an early wreck of the week from me, quite honestly. Go check out Painting with John. But his whole point is that he was getting better at talking to the camera as the show went on. He kept doing it and he got better and better at it. He got better at conversing with himself. And it's interesting how he reflected on that because he just thought that it's not a healthy thing to be good at. It's not like a good thing. And I'm not sure why, because I, I think it could be a good thing to be like good at. I mean, news anchors do somewhat important work sometimes unless they work for, you know, the, the big guys. Um, local news anchors do like a good stuff, but they're good at talking to cameras. Um, all celebrities are good at talking to cameras, uh, I, I would say, um, or interviewers of some sort. It's just, it's an interesting kind of skill to have. And uh, especially when it's just you, a microphone and a camera. That shit's interesting. And that shit rose in like, to me, the last 10 years. I don't think that ever got any... Yeah, like I don't remember it when I was a kid, like that being big, just people recording themselves in their bedroom or somewhere with a selfie stick or an iPhone and just like posting the video. I, that wasn't super huge. Numa Numa, Numa Numa was an early example of that. The early ass YouTube video that got tons and tons of views just... Oh, God, it was like a Swedish song, I think. Maybe like a Swedish pop song. I, I, I really want to say Swedish. It might have been like, you know, one of those European countries up there that all the languages kind of blend together. It's all kind of the same place with different borders. Um, but I think Sweden. And this guy just recorded himself dancing to it. And it's called Numa Numa. It's one of the first YouTube videos that ever went viral. One of the first viral internet memes. And uh, we were just talking about that with one of our friends the other day because he had never seen it. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, talking to yourself on camera. It's weird not having that, uh, you know, thing next to you. So it's like a social experiment. So welcome to this episode of Career Podcaster because we're going to see how this goes and see what it is. I guess that was, like, kind of a cold open, so. One, two, three, go! So I was thinking about how like I don't go see movies at all anymore. Um, a lot of films disappoint me. I don't understand why we just got to this point where we have to recycle every movie that's ever been made, ever. Like I, like, I do not see commercials for original shit ever. And I think Netflix is okay at doing it because they just have this massive studio now where anybody can pump out movies. I think they have some hitters from the Netflix studios, but that's not getting like mainstream ads. I don't think that's what people are getting hype for. They're getting hype over the same Marvel bullshit. Sorry to call it out, but like the Marvel shit, it's, it's overplayed, bro. And I saw some Marvel fans on my social media personally that were like, Black Widow sucked. They said it was terrible. And that doesn't surprise me at all because there's only so far you can go with the universe and keep the quality. The first Iron Man is one of the greatest films of all time. Like one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. The first one that came out, it was unparalleled at the time. In my personal opinion, I think it was the same year as The Dark Knight. So maybe like those two had like, because Dark Knight is definitely the best superhero movie ever. There's zero debate. Go ahead, try, try and debate me as to what a better superhero movie than The Dark Knight is. Not going to happen. Um, but Iron Man is a close one. Iron Man, I, the first Iron Man got really close. Came out the same year. And the Marvel movies were good up until the second Avengers. Like, all of them were good. I think Black Panther came out after that. That one's fire as fuck. Um, the first Thor is really good. I really enjoyed... 
Captain America, the first one, the first Captain America is is heat, but I I can't get into anything past like Age of Ultron unless Black Panther came out after that, which I think it did. Um yeah, and then I heard Infinity War and Endgame were good. I had my friend spoil it for me because it wasn't that important. I thought like, oh, you know what? It's 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 fine. I don't need to see this. I know how it plays out. I know I know exactly what it is. Guardians of the Galaxy was okay. I think it was a little overrated. Came out when I, the first one came out when I was in high school, so I loved it. But I watched it again recently, and it's not that good. Chris Pratt's great, but at, yeah, not 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 great, not great. Definitely no Iron Man one. That shit was was next level, top tier. But now I think it's time for Marvel to throw in the towel. I think it's time that, you know, Stan Lee died. God rest his soul. God rest his brilliant, brilliant soul. Do not, do not be mistaken. Stan Lee created the greatest thing ever. I mean, like, Stan Lee is an incredible human being, an incredible creator, an incredible artist. You know, there's no denying that. There's absolutely no denying that. But he passed away. Maybe it was time for Marvel to take a break instead of getting bought out by Disney. Just like Star Wars. Just like Star Wars. The Star Wars content is kind of fire. I think I'm biased. See, that's the, that's the problem because maybe I just got too much Marvel content throughout my late middle school and early high school years and didn't get enough Star Wars content throughout that time. And now that Disney has Star Wars, I haven't even watched The Mandalorian yet. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Alex gives me shit for that all the time. Like, all the time. And... I don't know why I haven't gotten around to it yet, because Rogue One was fucking great. Everyone that's a Star Wars fan that I know says The Mandalorian is heat. The second two movies that came out recently were garbage. They were absolute dog shit. Both of them. Like, like people have like talked about redeeming qualities and how fun it is to watch canon Star Wars films again. Sure. But at the end of the day, that shit sucked. It was not fun to watch luke was completely out of character and i mean i guess that added a kind of lit element to it but not really it would have been way more dope to see him be like an obi-wan type figure and i think that switching directors in between films the way they did and how nothing connected between seven eight and nine they were all like independent movies that had fake supreme leaders in place like decoy supreme leaders just getting fucking capped left and right until oh my god it's darth sidious again he survived the fall from death star using dark energies from the force all this time and here he is again palpatine's back and raise a palpatine oh shit like why why it didn't need to go that way. We didn't need the Kylo Ren, Ray shit, fucking Skywalker, Palpatine, fucking love children, enemy, fucking the whole thing with, I forget the um, actor's names. There's a whole side plot in that movie too that just is completely disney and just awful in so many different ways. But back to the main problem, which is the storylines that don't add up, that don't mix well together at all, that don't make any chronological sense. Why put that out? You could have done so much better. You could have had Luke the whole way through, I think, like honestly, training Ray, maybe the fine to Luke, but like having Luke be how he was in episode eight and then not really being in episode nine, I think, spoiler alert, I think he dies at the end of eight, becomes one with the force or some shit like that. He should have been a nine, honestly. It would have been cool to actually see Luke survive all of it. There was no need to kill him off and have him be a force child thing because I think that's what happens for sure. He like disappears one day or some shit, some random fucking bullshit after Ray is ready to go. But bringing Palpatine back was the biggest. I fell asleep during nine. I went and saw it with my dad and I fell asleep because it was awful. It was just so bad. There was like three climaxes in the film. There was like, oh, this is it. This is the final battle. Oh shit, okay, it's still going. Okay, no, that this is definitely the final battle. Now it's just a different sequence. This is happening at the same time. Oh no, they broke the ship in half. Now it's still going. That's not that's not the final battle. Oh shit, Palpatine's back. Like pacing, awful. Cinematography and special effects, dope as always. I mean, that, that shit's gonna be great. Storyline, terrible. This is across all three films. This is all three of them. Seven is the best standout, it's the best individual film for sure. Eight and nine are worse than episodes one, two, and three. I don't even know what I rank one, two, and three, but episodes eight and nine are the worst Star Wars ever made, ever, um, which was hard to do, which was hard to do because they weren't beating much. Star Wars episode one, two, and three were also not good. They have 
nostalgic qualities to him. I love him. Alex would be here being like, nah, bro, like, they're the best. Like, and they are. They are the best. I agree. But they're also the worst. Like, you watch them and it's just ridiculous. Like, episode one, Alex and I have talked about this. It's ridiculous. They just went ham with the fucking accents. They just went off with the accents for these aliens. It's just like racist stereotypes. The acting was awful. Why did they get such bad actors? I mean, like, Harrison Ford, lit. Ewan McGregor, lit. Samuel L., lit. That shit was awesome. I just crossed over four, five, and six, and one, two, and three in terms of actors. But most Star Wars movies have bad actors. Like the chronological ones, they're just not, they weren't good actors, at least at the time. I mean, Mark Hamill got better as the series went on. Carrie Fisher was sick. Harrison Ford, like I said, was sick. James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader, didn't even put him in the suit. That's bullshit. But James Earl Jones voiced a mean Darth Vader. That shit was great. The original Ben Kenobi was awesome, whoever that actor was. Um, Jason Lee as Count Dooku was sick. Honestly, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn just worked so well because he took the role so seriously. And having Ewan McGregor underneath him for episode one, that was one of the sickest Jedi combos ever. Natalie Portman was good. Hayden Christensen, I think his name was, the kid that played older Anakin, trash. But, I mean, it is what it is. I guess the it's the Skywalker blood. The Skywalkers have to be done by bad actors. Unless it's Carrie Fisher. But, damn. Most of the time, the Star Wars films had some pretty poor acting. That's one place that the uh, new ones succeeded. All of the acting was pretty pretty solid, even from the old cast. It was all phenomenal. That's, that's one place where the new canon gets a little bit of slack, a little bit of leeway. But... Oh my god. And 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 Kylo Ren killing Han Solo. Like it was so overly dramatic. They tried to make it like it was Vader's reveal to Luke that he was his father. It, it, it wasn't as nearly as exciting. And it, it didn't need to be that dramatic. It would have been cooler if Chewbacca got Wookiee rabies and decided to take his crossbow. And fucking blow Han's head off with it. I think that would have been a more satisfying ending to Han Solo than fucking Kylo Ren tricking him being like, I love you, dad. I just don't... Oh, now you're dead because I'm evil, bitch. Like, come on. Adam Driver, pretty, pretty fucking good as Kylo Ren, though. Despite that awful scene with Harrison Ford, two of the best actors in Star Wars history, honestly, Kylo Ren was sick. Like, I'll, fuck, I'll give Adam Driver, the boy, some fucking cred. Does a great job as Kylo Ren. Overall, though, overall, end of the Star Wars rant, which we got to from the Marvel rant, but I'm ending that shit, too, because I don't want to talk about fucking Marvel anymore. Fuck Marvel. Star Wars is turned. I need to watch The Mandalorian. Um, the new movies sucked. The new the new Star Wars movies, like my opinion of them. You can, you can challenge me on that. You can say Rogue One is among the best Star Wars movies ever made. Rogue One was turned, and I hear Mandalorian is like the same way, but... For the most part, I am going to stick with the new canon Star Wars movies. Episodes 7, 8, and 9 suck ass. They're so bad. They're not fun to watch. They're not cool. Um, they dropped the ball. Heavy. Disney, looking at you. fuck are you doing? Stop sucking G's dick and make better Star Wars movies. Okay? Now... What I am super happy for, sorry Disney, I'm com I'm coming back. I love you. I love you, Disney. I love you. Love you and China. Um, I think that the Obi Wan series with Ewan McGregor is going to be amazing. I think that's going to be incredible. The fact that you guys got Ewan McGregor to come back, I am thoroughly excited for that. I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Um, I hope the story writing is good, but it seems like the mini series are the way to go. Maybe stick with those. Maybe just don't touch the movies. Leave 7, 8, and 9 for the buns garbage that they are. Stick with it. I know you're Disney, so you're going to cash grab, but fuck it. I mean, try your best not to touch any more movies. Just make miniseries, and I think it'll be good. I think I think Star Wars will live on forever in the hearts of children as long as humanity is around. So there's that. I got to visit that Star Wars land at Disneyland too. I feel like that shit would be fun. I feel like that shit would be cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to traveling again once, uh, I don't know if this Delta variant, I feel like, 
is it going to be as scary? Because it's weird. I've seen fear porn on both sides of the spectrum where it's like the Delta variant is going to be really bad. It's a, the death count in unvaccinated areas is going to be huge. It's going to be massive. And then there's the other side where I've seen like Fox News pushing Johnson & Johnson causes this crazy ass disease that you fucking contract just from getting the shot. And I feel like it's been like maybe 10 people of them, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. I don't know. Sorry, my numbers are off. I'm a fucking moron. But the great number of Johnson & Johnson vaccines that have already been given out, how could it be that, that, that it's that scary? Because it's going to be a small number in comparison, the people dying from whatever nerve disease that they're finding with Johnson & Johnson. But on the contrary... I don't think the Delta variant is going to fuck up lower vaccinated fucking areas more than the goddamn whatever the other variants are called. I don't even remember what the old ones are. How many fucking variants have there been now? I think that we are getting to a point where, you know, who knows? I think we might be it's, – it's close to being like the flu. Granted, there's a lot we don't know. I think we need to keep, you know – in check with what the CDC and who is saying, WHO, World Health Organization, what they're saying. But what your local news station is saying, what CNN is saying, what Fox is saying, what the New York Times is saying. Honestly, man, I think it's a bunch of fear porn and they're just trying to keep COVID in the in the circulation because it's still scaring people. I know it's still scaring people. I've seen it on my personal social media that there are people that are scared about it. And, you know... I was waiting for the moment where we would have pictures like that one of the Marine kissing that girl, that really famous one from like when World War II ended. There was a giant celebration and there was that famous photo that I see in the Trader Joe's that I go to. Honestly, it's like framed in the Trader Joe's that I go to. Some sailor kissing some chick, making out with some chick and you can see the celebration just unfolding around it. I had that picture in my head when I envisioned the COVID celebration, the post-COVID celebration. But obviously it's not over. That's obvious to me. It's It's been clear that it's not over. I think there are still precautions that should be taken. I think if you want to wear a fucking mask, absolutely do it. I think we should have been wearing masks since Asia started doing it after the SARS outbreak. Like they never stopped wearing masks. And it honestly, it probably helps Lower transmission of the flu, the common cold, other random shit. Like, it's not a bad idea. I don't understand why people were so fucking anti-mask. It just makes so much sense. At the same time, if you don't want to wear one, fuck it. I mean, like, it had, like A, either you're going to contract it and survive, which is kind of cool in its own right. Like, I agree. Like, you can contract it, survive, maybe get the, you know, immunity for it. Maybe not. Maybe it could fuck you up in the long term. Who's to say? We don't know a lot about it unless, you know, you ask that lab in China that Jon Stewart so wonderfully called out for all of us or, you know, the mainstream. And uh, I think that it's it's cool that um, I lost my train of thought there a little bit. But I think that if you don't want to wear the mask, it's perfectly fine now, especially if you're vaccinated, especially if you have a vaccine like. Keep doing it if you want, but I also think you shouldn't be like yelling at people or afraid of people who decide not to wear the mask. I feel like more people are doing it now. I don't really wear my mask anymore, to be completely honest. I've been vaccinated since April. It's been cool. And that's about enough I want to talk about world happenings because like I said at the beginning of the show, that's what's weird. You start talking to yourself about this random bullshit and you just start spewing your views about shit. Granted, I'm a little more in the middle of, of everything. Like, I I get, I try to get where people are coming from. I often don't get where the right is coming from. Most of the time, maybe like on 10% of issues, like I can maybe like sit down, be like, okay, if you're, Identif if you identify as a Republican or conservative, maybe maybe like 10% of the shit that you believe at your core, I could get down with. But most shit I just like fundamentally disagree with. That doesn't mean I don't have to dislike them as people. I don't ever think that ever. I have a lot of friends 
that identify as Republican and conservative. It's fine. It's what it is. I think uh, we all need to start paying more attention to the actual people in charge and not voters, not other voters. I mean, obviously, we've all been brainwashed to some extent. We all know that, like, or we should all know that. If you don't know that, now you know, as Biggie once said. And if you don't know, now you know. You've been brainwashed your whole life by something, by one thing or the other. Maybe one day this recording of me will be brainwashing somebody. Who the fuck knows? Because I personally believe that we're all just an accumulation of our socialization, our parents, our friends, the community we were raised in, and the media that we consume. It's a huge part of human socialization. And uh, yeah, I think that we just, as people continue to pass down different traits through the media that we consume and that brainwashes us and honestly i think that shit like fox news shit like cnn places like the new york times msnbc like they all have an effect on the way that you think and what you believe so if you can accept that fact, you can kind of start to break free of the brainwashing a little bit. You'll never get rid of it. I haven't gotten rid of it. Like I said, there's a lot of fundamental things I disagree with, with people who have been fed the exact opposite brainwashing. So why would I blame the person who's brainwashed just in a different way more than me? Because I've been, honestly, I've, for lack of a better word, brainwashed by certain agendas my whole life. It's, it's weird because it's not like there's any... I have any faith in the Democratic Party right now at all. That shit would be terrible to say, like, I have faith in the people running the Democratic Party. Definitely have zero faith in the people running the Republican Party. The right and the left in this country both scare me equally. Like, seriously, like, both scare me equally. And I just think that we all have a lot. We genuinely do. We all have a lot more in common than we don't. It's just like we put the blame on each other we put the blame on the average american instead of putting the blame on the people in charge and doing said brainwashing and that's why i just want to call it out like i call it out all the time on the podcast but it's like an interesting topic because now i'm trying to get into media i'm trying to do this fucking solo talking thing i'm sitting here talking to a microphone and a camera with no one next to me and for what do i have my own agenda do i have my own subconscious agenda that i'm trying to get out there when i'm alone I immediately start talking about politics. I talked about movies I think that are shit and politics. That's what I went over in my own head just now to you, the audience. That's fucking weird. That means that my mind is naturally pulled to blockbuster films. Why the fuck do I let the Hollywood culture industry dictate what I'm thinking about when I'm by myself? And fucking politics, which means all of these WWE clowns that don't wrestle each other but debate each other instead, these fucking debate wrestling fucks just sit there and talk bullshit all day, make tons of money off of our tax dollars. I genuinely believe that. I feel like most of our tax dollars go to politician salaries. I genuinely think. That's just me. I don't have the receipts. Why don't I have the receipts? I don't know. It's hard to fucking find. I'm sure it's public knowledge, but come on, man. Anyways, anyways, why does my mind go to those two things? It's because I, myself, am susceptible to the brainwashing that's taken place my whole life. Like, and that's why I always come back to it because like every opinion I have, and it's not always brainwashing. Like another word for it is socialization, I think, because a lot of my personality was cultivated at my school where Alex and I went to high school and elementary school, that community that we had. A lot of my beliefs came from a lot of the members of that community as well. Is that brainwashing or is it just socialization? I think it was just socialization that eventually becomes its own little bubble, which makes it hard to accept other viewpoints, which is why we have a hard time in my community sometimes, at least my group of friends. I shouldn't say my community. We have a hard time sometimes in my group of friends grappling or trying to grapple rationally with somebody who's like, say, on the far right. It would be impossible. Like we just like not understand where that person is coming from. But that's something that I think I'm trying to get better at. Something I want to get better at. It'd be cool to get better at. But I was angry because we should be directing our anger 
towards things like the Hollywood culture machine. For those of you what I don't don't mean when I don't know what I mean when I'm saying the Hollywood culture machine, it's basically like LA has dictated global culture for decades now, just decades. It's it runs culture. It's what we see in movies, music, television, and if you think about it like when you're kids, you want to just like be what you see in terms of your idols in a sense. You're fashion is based on your favorite skateboarder or your favorite athlete or your favorite musician or your favorite fucking movie star like whatever it may be whatever section of that culture world and that's the culture machine and basically whoever's in charge of that kind of runs the culture and they're not doing anything necessarily illegal it's kind of morally wrong but it's kind of on us to be like whoa 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 there's a lot of stuff that uh, there's a lot of additional beliefs that I'm getting from this culture machine that are outside the scope of my fashion statements and my uh, choice of makeup and shit like that. Like I think that there are some deeply rooted messages in the culture machine. Like oh, you have to find love and have to have a family to to be happy and be successful in this world. You have to follow you have to fit one of these archetypes like i think like we alex and i were talking about that the other day like the archetypes that define us we like i've had a natural draw my whole life to that and that's just very interesting it's very fascinating um and i think that that's why it's important to open your mind to other ways of thinking from other average people don't listen to other politicians don't like be like hmm, let's see what the right's up to today and go listen to fucking turtle man uh mcconnell mitch mcconnell fucking run his mouth all day long go get in your car drive to i don't know mississippi louisiana rural spots of these places and just talk with the people out there you'll notice there's actually probably a decent amount of diversity of culture out there of some sort and yes yeah, some maybe wacko beliefs that were just pumped into them from the people in charge which are the culture machine for a long time and that's changing now to the far left the hollywood culture machine is now basically perpetrating everything that irrational far left people um, want to feel like they'll just pump anything without actually looking into what it means or what the group is about. They'll just like, if it sells and if it appeals, just pump it out. They're on the far left. But with the uh, far right, it's basically politicians and then with the, with the moderate left too, that's like politicians and shit that takes the conversation outside of the scope of the culture machine in terms of this overall brainwashing. First part, you get brainwashed by these Hollywood people, okay? For a long time, I don't know what it was during my lifetime, it's a pretty irrational left agenda. Politicians and moderate Democrat, like politicians on the right, politicians on the far right, moderate Democrats, they all have this agenda of like brainwashing people so that their salaries just stay intact and they can run money and donations and election funds the way that they've been doing it and having their stakes in the corporations that they have and shit like that. That's genuinely what I believe. And that's where we've all gone wrong. That's where we've all fucked up really badly. And like, you notice it at family dinners. Conversations get heated sometimes. They do in my house sometimes. It, it got heated over the summer. Like when all the crazy shit, all the riots were happening, we were talking, stuff got heated at my own dinner table. And uh, that's okay. But we all need to be a little bit better about not getting so heated when we talk about these things. I think, I genuinely think. And kind of come at it from an angle of like, okay, you're not stupid. You've been brought up a certain way. And what's the best way for me to tackle that? And I try and tackle that with myself. That's how I talk to myself. I think that's why it comes up on the podcast a lot. Because sometimes these thoughts, these just circulate in my head all day. And it's complicated. I mean, you could talk about it till you're blue in the face. I don't know if we'll ever get there, get a solution. But these are just the thoughts that come to my head, like all the time. And it's crazy. This is how my mind works go from fucking Marvel movies to politics and then how I get critical of myself for thinking about Marvel movies and politics because it's just brainwashing from the New York Times and the Hollywood culture machine, which brought me on to that philosophy conversation. I'm trying to connect dots in my life always. It's weird. I feel like because you ever, you ever have those moments when you learn something and you see it like three days later, you learn about something and then like you're watching a TV show and that thing you just learned about comes up. Is that because it's always been around in TV and stuff and you just always let it pass by? Or is it because you 
are constantly trying to connect dots in your life. Like nothing's an accident. Like you learn about something, you see it applied, and then maybe you need to use it some way later in life. And that's why like, I don't know, I've tried to pull myself out of that Hollywood culture machine, which again is a big term. It's a philosophy term. It's just, again, the culture that comes out of basically LA, but like movies, music, um, TV, all that shit. The culture that's created from those things is what I mean when I say culture machine. And take myself away from the brainwashing that these politicians have done to me my whole life for whatever agenda, whatever purposes they're in, and try and go back to more simple things like meditation, just being a person, focusing on building myself, being more clear in my life, being more less distracted by physical pleasures. Because that's the interesting thing. Like, we're consumed by physical pleasures all the time. Like, and I have been for my whole life. I was playing the Game Boy from the age of six fucking ds like later after that then like my first ipod touch and then that's when like more crazy media started coming to my life like movies tv um where i was watching characters and how they behaved and how they interacted and how they succeeded in these things and then of course pornography becomes a factor sex becomes its own physical pleasure and it's just constant stimulation for the brain always going out, uh, drinking, being entertained, always just constantly being entertained. It's kind of exhausting in its own right. And I don't know, I found a lot of, uh, a lot of joy and a lot of cool shit happening when I'm able to separate myself from these physical pleasures. And I still break all the time. I still smoke weed when I'm pretty much when I want to. Um, I still, you know, um, entertain myself constantly. I'm on my phone all day, every day for various reasons, um, various types of media constantly coming at me. I love video games. I play those all the time. I succumb to it. I'm not saying like I'm, I'm walking this clear life yet and it's hard to give up. It's hard to like imagine life without it because I've been living life for so long with it. So I don't even know what it would be like to give it all up, to walk through this existence without any media without any influence from anything, no news site, no fucking movies, no favorite musician, no favorite artist, no favorite writer, just no influences at all. What would that fucking be like? That would be crazy. That would be so cool though. I think like I would do incredible things like, cause imagine the things that just think about throughout the course of history, the things that were built from nothing, the original ideas that were built from nothing. Some of the fucker sat down one day and built a car. How, how do you think something like that? Like, how do you how do you conceive something like that? And now we have like rocket ships and something like that. But I genuinely think that that was because somebody sat down and built like a train and a car and like all those things. But the first ones, the very first like crazy technologies were it wasn't built upon anything. It was an original idea. Those are nuts. And I feel like to get those, you have to separate yourself from this fucking physical pleasure world. You, you know, take a break from sex. Take a break from the video games. Take a break from the movies. Take a break from reading. Take a break from the internet. And it's hard. I don't do this. I, 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 <laughs> I'm so bad at doing it. I don't do it at all. Probably when I'm done talking to this fucking camera, I'm going to be on the screen for another two hours trying to figure out what the best way to sell this fucking video that I'm talking to the camera is right now. And the reason we all want a part of it is because it's like it's a viable option now. You can make money off of doing this. It's crazy. And that always gets me thinking, what the fuck is money? Why the fuck are we paying all these entertainers just fucking guap to continue brainwashing people? That's what it is. We, we make sure that they make a lot of money so that the corporations sponsor them. Then whatever agenda they want is in place because these people run the culture. It's all the cycle. See, there we go. We figure things out. Sometimes talking to yourself is a good thing because you kind of guide yourself along the tour and it can be chaotic, it can be sporadic. Sometimes I probably, like when I talk to myself, I feel like I sound like I'm on crack because I just can go fast. This is how my mind works. It's just, it's, it's 12 o'clock on a regular, technically my Sunday because of my work schedule. And, uh, yeah, this is just the thoughts that I would be having if I was doing the dishes. Like it has nothing to do with anything that I intake. This time my mind has just always worked. I thought about life and just in general, the human experience. That's why I love Lex Friedman so much. Like I think he's very fascinated with the human experience. And I think the human experience is an interesting phenomenon because as far as we're concerned, 
I could speculate that there's more intelligent life even on this planet. But as far as human beings are concerned, as far as our scope of knowledge goes, we're the, we're the shit. We're the peak of evolution on this planet. We are, we are top dog. We are numero uno. Um, and I think that that created this mindset that human life is glorious and amazing. And I don't know. Sometimes I think we were just a really cool accident. I, I'm not trying to get depressing. I don't, I don't have a depressed outlook on life. I just don't think it's the end all be all like, that's how the attitude that we're all in our own movies got created. One from the culture machine again. And then two, that we're just kind of selfish. And it's like, my life is important and glorious and amazing. And I'm this story. I'm going to live this hero's journey and shit. And realistically, like you got to sit back every now and then and just kind of be like, what, what, are, what are we doing? What is this life that I'm living? What, what can I even, you know, sit there and, create what can i create what can i do what can i sit back and think about what new ideas can i have but we're just constantly because we think it's like glorious and this fast race to the top and there's like a lot of people believe in like an afterlife and shit like they're just like no but i just gotta make as much money be comfortable live my hero's journey and and fuck you know like figuring out what it means to be human and that's Kind of shitty to me because I feel like a lot of human beings for a long time really just tried to think about like, okay, what does it mean to be human? And then somewhere we were like, it means to consume. I, <laughs> I don't think being human means to consume the planet. I don't think we need to be doomed to the status of being a virus on this planet. I think so far we have been, especially over since the industrial revolutions of the world. Since the industrial revolutions, we've been a virus to the planet. Come on. We've been a fucking virus. But we don't have to be. I don't think we have to be. I think we could be uh, like a probiotic for the earth. I think that's what we could do. Like if you take, uh, I take probiotic pills sometimes in the morning because it's good for gut health. And honestly, uh, I like to eat and I have some food sometimes that fucks with me in a poor way. And uh, the kombucha doesn't help too much because it's sugar. It's just sugar and fucking fermented shit. I don't know. Uh, kimchi is dope uh, when I'm eating dinner, but... They have these little pills that you just take on an empty stomach and it does wonders for your gut. Um, we could be like that for the earth. We have the potential. We're smart enough. We're capable of doing it. Uh, I saw it on social media, so it's probably not entirely credible. And it was years ago. So this is off the top of my head. But I saw this tweet one time that was talking about this doctor of science, doctor of biology in Florida who was figuring out – I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I see a lot of the same things. My brain operates – very minimally right now. I need to expand my horizon. See, sometimes I think you need to consume more. You need to get different viewpoints. So the culture machine can be good if you're expanding your horizons and not getting, you know, so on and so forth. But, and see, that's what I do. I throw myself the fuck off. I was reading something. Oh, see, that was a long ass rant. What am I going for? That's not bad, though. To lose your train of thought at 53 minutes, I'm going to listen back to this and be pissed. But at the same time, I don't – again, that's just how my personal mind works. That's why I need Alex here with me. This is why the career podcasters work because I live with um, – I don't use it as a crutch like ever. I actually get uh, annoyed. Uh, right now, I'm seeing a lot uh, – a trend – it's not super popular, but it is popular where it's like people really, really pressing ADD is like an insanely crippling issue. And it can be. You see how my brain works on this podcast. You see how my brain works right now. I just I, – I will go and go until my brain is like, nope, skirt, you forgot you forgot where you were going, bro. So just go on to the next thing. It's just how it works. Um, I've seen – a lot of stuff like posts there's whole pages dedicated to like ADHD problems like just let me be the way I am and stuff and I I do think that with ADD especially there's a certain degree of working past the issues that adult ADD especially causes because it is hard it's hard to stay focused on your own brain even like I I can attest to that but there are ways to kind of train yourself to be a little bit better at Focusing in on certain things, focusing in on conversations, focusing in on people 
and tasks and shit like that. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm not great at it. Alex is really good at it. Um, he, he does not have the, uh, the ADD brain. Um, and you know, all our brains have, have issues to some degree. And yeah, mine is just, uh, it definitely, the thoughts are sporadic. That's one thing that I can truly attest to for ADD. Like I said, I don't like using it as a crutch, especially not in the workplace. I think if you want to do a job, you can do it. If you want to be in an office setting and you have the worst ADD ever, you could do it. You could overcome it. You could have the worst ADD ever and be a fucking highly organized person and a lawyer and have your thoughts. I don't know why I picked lawyer, but, and have your thoughts completely straight and like, you know, deal with it. I think, I genuinely think you can work your brain to that point. Some people like me, I don't, I don't really want to work my brain to that point. I don't, I, I kind of like how my ADD works. Um, it's cool because I don't dwell on things too long. I stay interested in things. I stay interested in a lot of things over time. I like coming back to things. And I think for as long as <laughs> the audience that's listening now keeps listening, I think that you will see that throughout the course of this show. And I love Alex here putting me in check. I'm, I'm excited to record with him again. Um, next episode, like I said, this was an interesting social experiment to me. This was just like my thoughts out loud. And it's, it's weird where I went. Uh, just going back to that, to close out, it's weird where I went to me. I don't know. I, I think my brainwashing is deeper than I'd like it to be. I try and talk from like this douchey high horse, like, oh, the masses are brainwashed and uh, I, I'm, I'm the liberal at Rush Limbaugh and, and, and you're brainwashed by Fox News and all this shit and you need to be better. But like, I'm, I'm just fucking brainwashed, man. Like my, my shit went exactly to what I try and call out all the time, which was the mass media and the politics game and the Hollywood culture machine that pumps out all these fucking ideas through film and movie disguised as like art. And believe me, there are tons of lit artists all over the world making great movies with great social commentaries. I'm not saying all movies are like this, but come on, man. Like how many fucking remakes do I need to see? How many fucking like really crazy fucking action movies do I need to see? Let, let other people have a try. Why do I need to see, you know, the Irishman. I didn't like the Irishman. I just talked about this the other night with with Alex and Vinny. I, I I did not like the Irishman at all. And I love Goodfellas and The Departed and The Sopranos. Like I love well made mob shit. And I love Martin Scorsese. Wolf of Wall Street is one of the greatest movies of all time. Like of all time. Scorsese, you're a god. So don't take this the wrong way. It's not it's not really on you. It's not really a stain on your career. But individually as a film, the Irishman is balls, dude. The Irishman sucks. It's so bad. What the fuck, dude? That scene where De Niro is trying to stomp out some dude, like, fucking decrepit, like, 80-year-old De Niro is just like, and fucking missing something. It's so bad, dude. And I know other people online have roasted this movie, but, like, for me, I feel like when I see other people roasting this movie, they leave it as, like, a stain on Scorsese's career. It's not. He has so many good movies and so few bad movies it's not even comparable. Like you couldn't even try to make the argument that he's washed up or shit just because he made the Irishman. And I've seen that. And they're like, oh, leave the good old days in the good old days. I remember Tim Dillon had a hilarious joke about it actually, where he was like, yeah, I want to see Scorsese make a film about like a black trans woman, um, that does something crazy instead of, you know, his normal mold of old Irish, Italian mobsters, yeah, mostly Italian, but Jimmy the Gent is why I said Irish. He was the Irishman. And then there was the Irishman in the movie. So yeah, these Irish motherfuckers that the Italians, the Guides just loved for some reason. Bunch of white dudes running early America. We don't need to see more movies about that. We don't, we don't need that. That's where Tim Dillon's joke was coming into play. And it was fucking hilarious. I wish I was as creative as that on site to not have to credit somebody else with that. I wish I am funny enough to do that. But sometimes I get lazy and this ADD brain just brings me back to things that I've consumed. And that's all I, fuck, man. I come back to that because like when I hear the shit come out of my own mouth, I'm like, you heard that somewhere. Even if the other people that you, I could have maybe pulled a fast one on most of the listeners right now and been like, that thing was an original joke. Because maybe most of my listeners, most of you, you guys watching this right now don't listen to Tim Dillon at all. So you would have never known that that's his joke. But like, that's fucking crazy to me that we could just like, continuously pull fast ones on people from clever or creative shit that we heard other people say, which they may be pulled from somebody else. And then I want to know, is that wrong? And see, before I go off on a whole nother ADD tangent, I can see that I've, I've hit a solid, solid time scale for a rant episode. Um, I thank you all for getting and bearing with me for this long. 
uh living with adult add can be crazy i got alex here with me so that we can get a little more pointed a little more uh on track and talking about new shit because my brain definitely does cycles because i'm still just trying to figure life out i'm still uh, i'm trying to figure my own brain out and i think that's important for people to do accept your brain for what it is and then try and figure it out try and figure out how to get it into perfect harmony with your body i think that's what i'm striving for right now my record of the week is is <coughs> striving for that like synchronous relationship between your mind and your body. Just get through it. You have to do some crazy shit. You have to look up some weird guru stuff. And I think it's just worth for people, especially growing up in America, to give it a try. To try meditating. That's how you know I've been going too long. The voice, it's actually crazy. When you go for an hour just by yourself. Um, but yeah, I was talking about ADD or something like that. And I just wanted to thank you all for joining in on this rant discussion. This very special solo episode of Career Podcasters. Follow us on the socials. Oh, no, 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 no. My wreck of the week. My wreck of the week was... I highly recommend people growing up in America. See, and that's how the brain works. We get back on track eventually. It's just a very slow process. My mouth moves faster than my brain, and sometimes my brain moves faster than any part of my body. It's very weird. But if you grew up in America, just try meditating. Try separating yourself from all the physical pleasures of the world like I talked about earlier. I'm not perfect at it yet. You're not going to be perfect at it when you do it. It's just trying to implement it slowly, day by day, like... Think about everything that you're doing. Think about everything you're consuming. Why am I about to watch the show? What is the show doing for me? Like, you know, shit like that. I think that's important for all of us to do sometimes. And analyze your job that way or, you know, the people you hang out with and, and all that shit. So that's my Alex type wreck for the week. Um, my own wreck for myself for the week is The Mandalorian. I got to watch that shit. I'm going to check that out. That's that's everyone's wreck maybe to me, especially if you've seen it. And... Uh, yeah, tune in next week. Alex will be back. I did not take care of him Goodfellas style. That was funny as hell. I like starting that that way. Check us on the socials, Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify. Definitely check us on the YouTube and still be looking out for that content coming at your way real soon. That's been another episode. I'm out for now. Peace.